Home Organization. Welcome to Stewardship and Romance, where God writes your love story. Psalm 37.4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Learn how to love God, trust Him, and be grateful to Him, knowing He has the best in mind for you. In this episode, we're going to learn about the stewardship of our homes. Ever get tired of living in cluttered spaces and not being able to find the things you need? Do you sometimes feel like you're starting to lose your mind? Every time you clean something up, then someone else comes and messes it all up again. Do you ever feel like giving up on having a tidy home? Well, we have some good news for you. You don't have to give up. In a moment, you're going to be learning how to bring your home into order and keep it that way. Yes, it will take some work, but it will be worth it. So here are the benefits. One is peace. Good government brings peace, the word says. So peace in your home, that's not a bad thing. Time, you're going to have more of that because you won't be hunting for your keys and all the other things that you're digging for. Less distraction, so less stress in your atmosphere and might even have an opportunity for a little more romance. Woohoo! Less stress means maybe you're less arguing about things. Uh, it, it Teamwork, you'll be learning how to marshal the resources of your entire family to complete household projects and maintain your home. Well, that's a good thing. You won't be working by yourself anymore. So here's your first step, and that is start having regular household meetings. Yay! No one person should have to do all the work. And all the moms said, Yay! I don't have to do all the work anymore. That's right, moms. You are right. You don't have to do all the work by yourself. It's just not right. Nobody made you the household slave. Mom has to do all the work and we have all the fun. That's just not the way it works. The goal is to involve each member of your household in the process of home organization. Just as teamwork is required for victory in sports, it is also required to win at home organization. So we can't just talk about having sports. Oh, isn't that good? All the teamwork that they have there, isn't that great? The way that won that game? Ooh, you know how they did it is they had teamwork. They worked together. Everybody had their position and they all did something different and, and they won the game because of their teamwork. Well, you can apply that same thing to home organization. No, there is no more one person doing it all. In order to declutter, clean, and organize your home and keep it that way, all members of your household, including the young children, need to understand the vision, agree to that vision, and follow through with their assigned tasks. And we know what you're thinking. Some of you moms are thinking, it's just easier to do it by myself. Thank you very much. I, if I had my kids, I was working alongside my kids, I would not get anything done because they would just be making a mess of it and it just, I would rather just do it myself, okay? Well, understand that. Totally there with you. But there are ways that you can do this and gently bring your young kids into the process and we're going to get into that in this episode. So hold on to that thought and uh, just be open. So before you start, decide who will administrate. Probably uh, just the fact that you're listening to this episode means you're you're probably an administrator, so it's most likely you. But it 
it could be someone else. So whoever has the administrative abilities in your home, that's the person. And if nobody has administrative abilities in your home, then well, pick somebody. Maybe if maybe there's someone, uh, another friend or relative that would come in and help you out with that. But it has to be someone that can keep lists and um, check things off when they're completed and keep everybody on track. So that's the goal there. So whoever that administrator is, here's their preparation. First, they need to choose a room to overhaul each week and put the name of that room on the calendar on the day the project will happen. So family members may need to forego some of their recreation time, though, on that day, especially if their energies are required for the project. Not fair to have one person doing all the work while everyone goes to watch TV or play a video game. Create your own master to-do list for what needs to happen in a particular room, as well as a task list for each family member who will be working on that room. So not everyone's going to be working on every project, but you'll you'll have you'll know when it comes time. You'll know who who it fits best with. So you could put their uh, their task lists on three by five cards, or just print them out your computer. But in some way, get into to the hands of those that um, read and follow directions from Printwell. Um, a list, then it becomes more tangible for them. You'll you'll find that'll work real well. It'll be worth the effort. And by the way, we have a, a list for you that you can download when you sign up. So um, just just FYI, we, it, we made it simple for you. That's right. First thing you'll need to get, this is uh, uh, not expensive, what we're talking about here, a piece of paper for your list, print it out. Another one would be some plastic garbage bags. Just get a large supply of those. And uh, maybe a few boxes as well to store those delicate items that shouldn't be in plastic garbage bags. Um, and so you'll be using those for the decluttering process and use some tape to label each one. We even have a link for your tape. Don't have a link for your garbage bags, but we have links for all the other equipment that you'll need, which isn't a lot, but there'll be some storage items and we'll bring that up later. So you'll be laying, labeling your bags. One, keep things you want to keep. Sell for things that you're selling that are too valuable and you you don't want to just give those away and give away so keep sell give away really like the giveaway part but we'll get into that later all right let's go over some meeting guidelines what is it that you're going to be accomplishing in your family meeting uh well first pick a time to meet a time when everyone or almost everyone is at home at the same time for some families that could be challenging because nobody is home all at the same time but um, so do your best though to find the time that seems to work the best uh, what we found at, when we were raising our five kids uh, is that it was right after dinner because we always had meals together and we always encourage we would encourage you as much as possible do have meals together like one meal uh, per day together at least where you're all sitting around the table eating the same meal and you can get into a discussion. So after the plates are cleared, you can just sit and talk about these kinds of things. That's a good thing. Uh, When discussing the family project for the week, pretend you're around your dining room table and you're having your, your time together. You're discussing the family project for the week now. Be sure that everyone understands what will happen when their particular or what their particular role is you may want to ask younger children uh, at, around your table. So in your own words, what did you just hear me say? And then just let them repeat it back to you. Or just 
Ask them to repeat it back. Because if they can't repeat it back, they have no idea. That means they were daydreaming while you were talking. So then you start over patiently, lovingly. Just start over and, and say it again. And then again, return to the young ones. So what what did you hear me say? And uh, just keep trying. And, and over time, things will improve and they'll get better and better at listening. And uh, it'll be good. And then if you have teenagers or young adults at home, um, and it seems to you like maybe they're giving you that eye like, I don't want to do this. I, I'm really, really not into this. Then you might consider having them buy in by giving them an opportunity for constructive input. Uh, you could say, so what What do you think would be the best way to handle the um, the pantry, to organize the pantry, or whatever your question is? So then they they put on their thinking cap and they get creative and suddenly now they're in the process because they their ideas were valued and that's the key word if you value their idea then you win their heart and you pull them into the process if you just tell them what to do then it's more robotic and you won't get the mileage out of that that you want and like we said young children can learn they they can um, help they can't do a lot uh, but they can do some things uh, even the young children, uh, the idea is to make it age appropriate. So you'll know what to do there. Uh, and then if you might experience a, a family member that's not just giving you the eye like, I'm not sure I want to be here, but they're actually verbally resistant. And they're saying, nah, no, I don't want to do that. No, well, please. So don't rebuke them in front of the others. But just as soon as you can, have a little private time with that person and and uh, give them an opportunity to talk and go back and forth and and uh, just help them come on board as best you can. And um, okay, now let's move on to the big picture, the big picture of home organization. So a deep breath, our family meeting's over, and your home maybe maybe it's a little messy. Maybe it's not messy at all, and you're just going to fine-tune it. Or maybe it's completely out of control. So let's just pretend for a moment that it's completely out of control. Deep breath. Ask for God's help. Always pray over all these kinds of things. God is right there with you. And keep reminding yourself, I'm focusing on one area of the house at a time. Meg, you have a smile on your face. You're about to say something, aren't you? Oh, I just think it's, it makes it less stressful if you can just break it down like that. So that's good. Yeah. So once a particular area has been organized, then proceed to the next area. And uh, like Meg said, there's a home organization article that will help you and give you the detail. This episode is not the detail, it's the big picture. You're going to get in your feet wet. We're going to give you lots of tips in just a minute. But the details on how to actually uh, follow it through step by step by step is in that article, which you'll find, and I we're going to introduce that again to you later. But in the article, it talks about three things that you can do to bring your house back under control. The first is declutter and clean. The second is arrange. That's where you put everything away where it's supposed to be. Everything has a home. And the third area is maintain. So that's where it's tough. You know, you get everything, all all the clutter picked up. It's all cleaned. Everything's where it's supposed to be. And then over the next week or two, it just kind of floats away and it's back out of control again. So what, 
what we want to do is give you some tools so that doesn't happen, at least not so much. So declutter, clean, and arrange the most public areas of your house first. Most public areas first, starting with the kitchen. There are two reasons why we advocate doing public areas first. The first reason is that these areas where is where everyone typically spends the most time. And the second is that see, as people see the areas that are under control, they're all going to be going, hey, this area is really looking good. I think maybe I should be working on my room a little bit better or fixing my drawers because my room doesn't match this room at all. So that, that could be helpful. The goal is to methodically bring order to the entire house, then maintain it. Since you do have a life outside of cleaning and organizing your house, take this slowly, one room at a time. The goal is to bring your home into order within about seven weeks, maybe less if, if your home isn't that far out of control or maybe more if your home's way out of control. So, but we're, we're just estimating around seven weeks for the average home. Throughout this process, think like a minimalist. This means being okay with letting a lot of things go that you don't use or need anymore. Some of these are probably in piles or boxes in the house right now, and you aren't even aware of their existence. But uh, and don't think that uh, we have our life all together and we have everything in perfect order because we don't. We raised five kids. <laughs> so, no, it's actually we've collected a lot of stuff for the last 30 years. And uh, so, Meg, you want to share a little bit about our attic? Yeah, so at Christmas time, we were bringing down some decorations and we thought, hmm, I wonder what we should, if we should, you know, start getting rid of things that are up there. What's up there? There's all these bags up in our attic. We thought, hmm. So we brought them down and went through them. And most of it, I would say 99% of it was going to be donated. But before we did that, we, at Christmas time, we put everything out on the table, on a table. Um, and the, the kids were all coming over with their spouses and our grandchildren. And we said, look at the table, anything that you want, please take. And some of them were specific to that child. They, they remember doing something or it was an award or something that was related to them. And so they they took the things they wanted and then we took several loads to our local charity thrift shop and it was a wonderful way to clean out our attic that had been there probably for 20 years some things were up there actually I had things from my high school that were up there <laughs> so it's okay some of it you just want to keep as you know keepsake those are the things you want to just keep but there's things that you don't need to keep anymore so yeah, I ended up finding my college diploma <laughs> that's good yeah. so avoid uh, attaching sentimental value to objects in your house uh, if you don't use it get rid of it. Sell it on an online trading post such as OfferUp or Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. Donate it. Give it away uh, such as uh, using neighborhood sites like Buy Nothing or just throw it away. I love the idea of just throwing things away. Meg goes, no, don't throw it away. We need that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, 
or 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 you could think this way is that your garbage could be somebody else's treasure. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. just because we don't need it doesn't mean somebody else might not need it. That's right. Exactly. So yeah, giving away is better than throwing away in many cases if the article has some useful value. But if it's complete junk and it's just has no value to anyone, I vote for throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, like I say, all these things, how to walk through, this is going to be on an article on home organization that we wrote. And here's how to find it. When, after, after this episode, go to stewardshipandromance.com slash home dash organization. Stewardshipandromance.com slash home dash organization. And so you can print that out, put that in a safe place, and, and you can use that as a week-by-week plan on how to get control of your house and maintain it. So we've broken that down for you, um, but since every situation is different, you may need to spend more or less time, like we said before. Declutter a room. That means, you know, pick up all the things that are just laying around and don't have a home. Arrange the room by putting things in places where you've determined they need to be, and then check that off and then like Meg said at the beginning we have a free home organization checklist it's right embedded into that article so if you click on the link to the checklist you can download that print it out your computer and have that available to help guide you through so now we're going to get into the tips We've got tips for organizing, and later we're going to do tips for maintaining your home. So here's the organizing tips, and Meg is going to start it off with tip number one. So remember that, obviously, everybody's house is completely different. You might have more bedrooms, less bedrooms, but um, we estimate it might take about seven weeks, but it might take less time for you or more time, depending on your, your the size of your spaces. And um, the main thing in this whole process is do not give up. That's right. Number two, if this is very a very difficult area for you, we recommend finding a friend or a family member that genuinely cares for you and call them on every step or just get them on the phone. Ask them for their support on every step, whatever that means for you and even uh, share the article that we wrote with them. Number three, our favorite motto is, when in doubt, throw Throw it it out. (laughs) If you don't need it, if you don't like it, if you don't use it, if you don't want it, remove Remove it. it from your house. (laughs) It's easier to give away and throw away items versus trying to sell them. Yeah, that's for sure. It takes a lot of work to sell, but there might be some some things that are really valuable and you want to recoup some cash from that. Uh, like our neighbor sold his cello when he really needed money and definitely don't want to give or throw away that. Right. <laughs> so, or yeah. if, if you want to do a family, you know, garage sale, neighborhood garage sale, it, you know, you might be able to recoup a little bit of money from some of your items. Right. Yeah. Number four is stay sensitive to the needs of your household. Always ask before removing something of value to someone else. So, for example, let's say you're cleaning out the refrigerator and there was a family member that just went out to this 
wonderful dinner and they they couldn't eat it all and they had this sitting in there and they wanted to get back to it and and eat it because it was so 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 good but since you were cleaning out the refrigerator you just tossed it all didn't look at it just tossed it and uh, so yeah the best way is put people ahead of projects now in in the long run it's it's not your home organization that counts. It's your love for people that counts. So love is number one, and your home organization stuff is second place. Good. So when you're getting all the clutter out and you've gotten rid of everything, don't skip the cleaning part. So um, it's just so important, you know, to clean everything. You know, just get under the bed, move the bed, move move shelves around and get under things it's the under things that you know or even drawers you know pull the drawers out vacuum and dust in there and it just feels like you have a new home (laughs) so don't forget the cleaning part that's right number six when you put things back do it by category Uh, for example spices go together with other spices fruit is together fruits and vegetables aren't mixed together typically in the same drawer you have a a fruit drawer and a vegetable drawer or socks are together they're not scattered all over the drawer they're in one section of the drawer together by themselves Uh, even books can be sorted according to what kind of a a book it is we're not talking about having a dewey decimal system in your in your house but (laughs) meg goes well why not but (laughs) but um but at least put books that are similar, like Meg has all of her gardening books in, in one section together. Then we have all of our family books together. I have books that relate to the podcast in the studio that are all together. So, you know, just kind of, um, kind of a, a gross category so that you can find things a little faster. So when you think about your, your, um, your drawers and what's in your drawers... Um, you might want to consider little organized boxes that you can put in the cupboard drawers because it's sometimes it's just it's so frustrating to open up a drawer and it's just full of pens and paper clips and everything you can imagine and you can't find anything. So if you have these little teeny boxes, you know, and you can get those on Amazon, you can get them at your local Enco store or Ikea or Walmart or Target, wherever. Um, We actually have links on our website for those little boxes, storage containers. Um, I actually took some cardstock and made some boxes and stapled them together. And it really helped our, our, what we call our junk drawer. Yeah, where you have pens and paper clips and everything that's in there. I had a, a little box for keys and it was perfect. John was looking for a key for the uh, air conditioner unit and I said all the keys are in that one little box and, and so he went right to the drawer, got it. We had a repairman here and it, it would have taken him a long time if I hadn't made all oh, those yeah. little boxes. Yeah. So it's just nice when you have a drawer and, you know, you do it with your silverware. You know, you have places for all your silverware. It's the same way with every drawer. Just think that way for every single drawer, what you can do to create um, compartments because it makes it lo- a lot easier to find things. That's right. Well, number eight is about accessibility. In general, keep items you you use regularly more accessible 
so what are some examples of that make an accessibility um well i i would just say you know if you've got little children around uh, crawlers or they're going to want to get in every cupboard so i always put things like my tupperware and you know rubber products that are down low so they could just get in there you know and it's safe but cleaning products you want to get those up high or out of children's reach so just you know what and then obviously when you think about your kitchen for instance you want areas like you want a baking area you want your spice area like john said earlier so you just think in um, the least amount of steps to get that item so wherever the dishwasher is to the to your dishes or you know your silverware your pots and pans to your stove just think about the least amount of steps when you're organizing so um, we also we we have two links one for storage systems and one for smart um, nice looking boxes that you can um, use on shelves I know for us with our with our nine grandkids I have a six cubby um, storage area that I have their toys in so when they come over we can just pull out a basket and the Duplos are in there we pull out another basket and there's their train sets there so it's all organized so I can just pull one thing out at a time so it just helps you know where things are especially for young children Um, they know where to put things to back so it just so anyway you can go to our um our article and there's two links for nice looking boxes and storage systems that you can click on and it'll bring up a really great list of recommended items. Perfect. Number 10 is about memorabilia. What do you do with the family photos? And, you know, the other day we were organizing, going through all this stuff, <laughs> all these things from the attic and yeah. other areas. And, and, and every so often you pull out this treasure and go, oh, look at that I totally forgot we had this picture oh this is so great now the next question is what are you going to do with that you can't give it away it's precious to you you can't sell it it doesn't have any value to anyone else it has value to you you do have to you do have to keep it but it shouldn't go in a, um, a pile someplace in a drawer it's precious so what are you going to do with that so what we did was we had a tub we designated uh, Legacy Day. Legacy, we have actually three Legacy Day boxes. So Meg, tell them a little bit about Legacy Day. So as um, our children have all all married now and they have their own children, down the road, probably when the kids are a little bit older, we're going to have a Legacy Day. And we're going we're gonna to go to a, a place, uh, probably Airbnb or um, maybe our, our place in the future that we're going to be buying. Um, and we're going to have a weekend or four days, and we're going to share about our history, about our family history, share some of the, the photos. So the reason why we're putting these in boxes right now is because eventually we want to make a book for each one of our children so they can get their family history down. So, so many times we just forget where we came from, you know, and who did what. And 
and then also their history, you know, what their childhood, you know, we forget even that sometimes what hmm. our, you know, what happened in our childhood. And, and so we're saving those things aside for that legacy day where we can get together and, and uh, talk about yes. that with our children right. and our grandchildren. Yes. And then the other side of the coin, uh, not just a, a day in the future to celebrate with your family, but um, your own house organization, your your own walls need, um, well, at least in our case, we like putting our family pictures, pictures of our, our kids and their kids. So we have nine grandchildren now, and so we need a place for them on our walls too. So as we're discovering those things, uh, it's not just a matter of having them in a box someplace waiting for a day, but it's also about how to display them on your walls. Mm-hmm. So preserve them for that right anything you wanted to add in about that um make your wall displays yeah i just did one family wall display and and i painted all the um, picture frames the same color so that it all looks it looks wonderful (laughs) (laughs) you would like it if you saw it yeah maybe i'll take a picture of it and send it to you so email me and and i'll do that if you want to see yeah just just uh, send an email (laughs) and uh do that yeah okay so remember you know in this whole process remember that your family is a team no one person should have to do it all for a while you may need to lovingly train every family member that that everybody needs to help in this area and expect them to do their best. Praise them when they're making some great progress. Even if, it, even if it doesn't seem like much. We used to play this game when our kids were little. Actually, I used to sing a song to them um, as they were picking up before John would come home from work. I just would like, he likes a clean house. So I thought, and you know, I do too, but I, I was lovingly preparing the home for when he would arrive and we play hard during the day when their kids were in preschool we had stuff you know we had tents and forts and lego towers and all kinds of stuff going on Um, but when john was going to come home a little bit before five o'clock we would play we would play everybody everybody pick up everybody clean up everybody clean up did you have a little song for that one too? I would say, "Everybody, clean up, clean up," and then I would would say their name. I go, "Da da 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 Laura, da 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 Emily," and they would just be like little busy, busy kids running around cleaning up everything and it was all done and they felt so good. And then Dad arrives home and it's just a way to teach honor. You know, like honor, honor, and and respecting what we own, and then we can play again another day. But it's all put away, and the evening is about different things. You know, being a family and readings, books, and all kinds of things like that. So, good. Anyway, so I think making sure that even the little kids um, can do something, and if you train them when they're little, even you know, little beginning walkers, they they get so excited to want to help. And it teaches them to be good stewards. It doesn't come naturally. Um, our sin nature doesn't want to do this. So um, it may seem like you are swimming upstream a bit, and you are. But pray and ask God for strength and ask Him for creative ideas. Just like He gave me creative ideas, these little songs I would sing. Um, 
he'll give you things that you haven't even thought of before. That's right. Yes. And then tip number 12. Say you've got all these bags in your house now because you've been collecting bags that of things you're going to keep and bags of things you're going to give away and things you're going to trash. Don't take those bags and just leave them sitting in your garage, hoping that maybe someday you'll get rid of them or you'll deal with them. Or I don't have time to deal with that right now. Just deal with it. The first thing you can do is take the trash bags and stuff them into your garbage can. <laughs> just immediately take action. That, that's what I always think as, as I'm living life. And, and Megan, and I've talked about this many times, is uh, when you think of something, do it right away. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Mm-hmm. That's the Nike model. Just do it. Make a trip to the dump if you have to. Mm-hmm. Another one, uh, if you've got a local charity close by, like for us it was St. Vincent de Paul, and it's only just a few minutes down the road. So we would just pack the car up as quick as we could with all those things that we're giving away, get in the car, drive down to St. Vincent's, drive it in there, and leave it with them. Mm-hmm. And that it helps. It helps them a lot because there's a lot of people that could use some of those things that, that are of no value to us, well, they're of a lot of value to a lot of people. So just think of it that way. You're helping a lot of people by doing that, and you're helping yourself by trimming things down and getting control over what over your stuff. So number 13 is when you're doing the home organization process and you're working alongside little children, you want to coach them in this way. Um it's really important, you know, just to be a good model. So what you do is you say, you tell them, I will do it and you watch. So you teach them how to do it, how to fold something or whatever. Then you say, you do it and I'll watch. And then they fold it. And then step three is you do it when I'm not looking and I'll check later. And they go, they just kind of, it's kind of like, almost like a graduation for them. Mm-hmm. They just graduated to doing it themselves. And you know, two-year-olds really want to do it themselves. Oh, yeah. So you can yeah. start young. That's right. Tip 14, how to work with young children. First thing when you're working with the, the little ones is be very specific. Be very clear in your expectations. If you just said to your little kids, Pick up your toys. Well, that's too general because it'll it's going to happen in a different way for different kids. But you might find toys on the furniture, or you know they could appear just about anywhere. But you didn't actually tell them where to put the toys. You just said pick up your toys. So kids that age are very literal. But if you said put your toys away in the toy box, now that's more specific. Or put these toys. You see these toys sitting in this this room. Put them in the toy box and then wait till they do that and then give them another instruction. And that works much better. Anything to add to that, May? Oh, I would just say, you know, sometimes we're distracted. Kids are distracted. They're not even really paying attention to you. So make sure that you get eye contact with them. Sometimes you need to get down on their level and and make sure that, that they can repeat back to you what you said. What did mommy want you to do? And then they'll say, put those toys in the toy box over there. And they'll and I'll say, yeah, so that's right. That's what I want you to do. And then they do it. And if they don't do it, you know, then we have maybe a will battle. But I would just stay on it because the goal is to, to win. And 
and when they win, you win. When they do what they're told, then you're actually training something in your child of great stewardship and um, just responsibility as being trained in at a young age. So it's really good. That's right. And then also when you're working with children, uh, defining your expectations is also very good. For example, now no chores, no, excuse me, no television (laughs) or video games until we get this particular thing cleaned up. Once all of your toys are off the floor and they're all where it's supposed to be and I look at it and I decide that you did a great job, then you can play your game or then you can see your show. Mm-hmm. And that works much better. Or stickers is fun too, like a sticker chart. Yes. Every child has a um, stickers that they get on their chart for the for yes. the week. Yes, and also there's a difference between a bribe and a reward. A a bribe means, you know, if you do this, I'm going to give you this, and so they're doing it. Why? So they can get the, you know, the treat or whatever it is that you promised them. They're not. Um, but the reward works like this. You tell them what you'd like them to do. And in the back of your mind, of your mind, you know that you're going to reward them because they did that. So say they've, they've uh, done a good job of a particular project. And then you come out and say, you know, I really like the way you did that. In fact, I like the way that you did that so much that I'm going to give you this special treat. Or I'm going to take you to the park. Or... Or you get to, you know, whatever it is that they like to do. Mm-hmm. That's a reward. Mm-hmm. So you see the difference there? So uh, the idea is, to, is as much as you can not pre-announce things. Uh, if you do this, I'm going to give you this. Because then, then, you're, then you're stuck. You're all, they're always going to be trying to get something uh, based upon what they're going to get out of it. Right. And so then you'll always have to do that. Right. But if you do it the other way, then they're never going to know what's coming, what reward might come. Mm-hmm. And if they if they say to you, well, well, what what am I going to get? What will you give me at the end after you come and inspect it? <laughs> then you'll say, you'll just have to find out. Um, there's not always going to be a treat, but you'll just have to find out. It's a mystery. See if you can solve the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes words of praise is just enough. That's right. A word of praise is a reward in itself. Yeah, right. Good one, May. Yep. That is so true. Something that's all they need. Okay, let's talk about tips for maintaining your home. So this is after your house is now theoretically in your mind, in your imagination. Your home is completely clean. It's completely uncluttered. There's nothing sitting around in a pile anywhere. It's all organized by categories. Everything has a home. And now you want to keep it that way. So here's some tips to accomplish that. Okay, so as soon as possible, develop a chore system. Um, If it's just you, obviously you're going to be doing it all. Um, If you're a couple, you'll need to come into some kind of agreement on who should do what. And the sooner you do this, the better, because it's, it's where you don't communicate is where there could be strife coming. Because one could have an expectation that the other person's going to do something and they're not doing it, but you haven't ever talked about it. So the sooner, as a young married couple, you just got back from your honeymoon and you're setting up your home, you want to make sure you're communicating, you know, who's doing what and, you know, you're working together. One person shouldn't be doing it all because it can cause some issues, especially if you're both working full time. 
That's right. So, um, and if you have um, little children, babies obviously don't count, but as soon as um, little children can walk, they can start the process of picking up after themselves. So if you wait too long in training, they'll quickly get the idea <laughs> that um, you do all the work and they do all the playing. And so that's not what you want to train in your children. You want to let them grow up to be, you know, CEOs of companies that, that right. they can rule in yes. the midst, you know, of their environment. They can take dominion. They can, you know, conquer this room. So it's it's training for their future at a very young age, but it That's all right. matters. So th- these little tips we're giving you about maintaining is it's really important. Yep. That, that you know just daily stuff, but it's just like practical. That's right. It's all about stewardship. Yep. Now, tip number two. This is uh, for when you first get up in the morning. Your whole family, actually, not just you. Before you leave the bedroom for the day, be sure your bed is made. And your clothes are where they should be, like on hangers or neatly folded in drawers. And that's hard, isn't it? Because you get up, you're tired, you want to go have a cup of coffee, you get distracted, you're, now you've got an emergency, okay, now you've got to go to work. And so you come back home after the end of the day and you walk into your bedroom and there's your bed sitting there. It's not made, there's clothes on the floor, and, but you're too tired now to do that so you just crawl back into the bed that wasn't made the first time your clothes are still sitting on the floor wake up the next day and it repeats itself again now we've got more clothes on the floor bed is still not made back to work again come back and at the end of the week there's just mounds of clothes on the floor and your bed has never been made and the stress level is going up and you're starting to think how did my bedroom get like this well it's because you didn't take care of it at the very beginning and maintain it. So what we say is when you, we get up in the morning, the first thing we do is make our bed. Just get it done. Um, usually that's that's me. I'm the bed maker. Med, <laughs> Meg is the meal maker. And I do other things like cleaning up the dishes right. and, and the kitchen. Right. And, um, and But one of my things is to make the bed and tidy the bedroom. Pretty cool. Before huh? I leave it. Yep. And so I do that. Every single morning, uh, I don't usually slip, but occasionally Meg does it. But yeah, usually, I do. That's right. If he, if he gets busy or something, or something's going on, I do it. But that's a good challenge to you guys out there, you men out there that are listening. Bless your wife by making the bed yes. in the morning. Woohoo! Yeah, increase Points. that romance. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> okay. Points for making the bed. All right. So here's another tip for you, number three. Um, when you're buying something new, which I know, least. A lot of us women like to do. Um, you go to the store and you buy a new sweater or something, um, or maybe two or three or four, and you're bringing them home and you're putting them in your closet. Um, think this way. So, say you have a sweater that's similar, but it's maybe getting a little worn out or you're not using it. Donate it, get rid of it, and and make room for the new and get rid of the old. And that will keep your closets from getting overcrowded. Sometimes those closets can just be packed. And that'll keep it less stressful when you're trying to even find something to wear. You go, what do I wear? I've got too much to look at. So it narrows it down for you. And um, same with kids' toys. You have a birthday, Christmas time, holidays, whatever. Whenever your kids get gifts, 
um, have the habit of donating or giving away the things that are no longer being used or that maybe are broken, throw those away or recycle them. Good. Now, tip number four. This is about uh, getting the mail and just paper, paper clutter, stuff like that. So as soon as you get the mail, don't leave it in a pile for later. Meg always says, touch it once, touch it once. So we just touch it once, tear it open, look at it. If it's trash, trash it right away. If it's not trash, it needs to be, it needs to be put in a special place. It needs to have a place. So you need to create places for things like like in my office, I've got hanging folders and every one of these hanging folders has a label on it and the labels are all alphabetized so I can easily find things. So if it's an important document, it goes in the right folder. Make. So what I do with store coupons, because we often get store coupons coming in, I immediately put them in my purse because I know I get to the store and I go, oh shoot, I saw that coupon, but I can't use it because... I didn't put it in my purse. So immediately I, I take a coupon that I know I'm going to go to that craft store and they have a 50% off coupon. I, I make sure I have that with me. So I just do that immediately and then it's done. Very good. Yeah, so the main thing is don't take things and put them in large piles. Years ago, while we were raising our kids, I, I did that. I, I uh, was tired. Maybe that was my excuse. <laughs> I was tired. So I would get a, a document or a piece of whatever and I'd, put it in this big drawer and uh, then over the months the drawer would this mountain of paper would grow inside this drawer it's supposed to be for hanging file folders but I was using it to store this mountain of paper and then I, when I wanted to find something I would have to go back to my mountain of paper and go all the way through it in order to find the thing I'm looking for so I got fed up with that idea and I thought okay I'm just going to take all this out of here I'm going to get some hanging folders I am going to go through every piece of paper and I'm going to organize this because I am so tired of looking through this huge pile of paper. That's real stress. But once you have your system and you work the system, it really helps to take the stress out of it. And you can just focus on what you're doing rather than on looking for things. So number tip number five for maintaining is um, when you walk into a room, just walk into a room, find one thing, and put it away. So just kind of have this little motto. Look around what's there that shouldn't be there and put it away. Yeah. And your kids might say, oh, I, I don't do that. I don't... Because because of the, a wrong mentality. Sometimes kids think, and this teenagers too, that this the home belongs to the parent and that they're just... They're all the recipients of all the benefits, but they don't have a responsibility because it's not their house. So as parents, what we need to do with our kids is just reiterate over and over, whose house is this? This is my house. Yep. Whose job is it to pick up the clutter? It's my job. <laughs> you know, just, just keep it coming yep. and demonstrate. By the way, the most powerful way to um, help kids in any area is to model what it is you want them to do. For example, if you want them not to argue with each other, then you shouldn't be arguing. If husbands and wives are busy arguing out loud in front of the kids, that teaches the kids that arguing is the norm, and so they will argue. If you are 
cluttered and leaving things around all the time or are constantly looking for things because it, it's not organized, then they'll, that's their norm. And so they will do the same thing, by and large, not in every case. But in most cases, kids will follow what it is that their parents do. So model, teach, and talk morning, noon, and night. Meg just reminded me of that. That's in um, Deuteronomy 6. That's our, that was our motto to, to aspire, beloved Pastor Dennis Trout. Yep. Model, teach, and talk. Morning, Morning, noon, noon, and night. night. And the good thing about that is modeling it is like you show them, you're doing it, and teaching is another aspect of it, and talking is another. We often get it backwards, and we talk, and we nag, and we preach, and it becomes very disgusting to our kids. But if we model it, they go, oh, that's how you do it. And they it, it becomes more of organic um, generational transfer in your own home because you're doing it, they're watching you do it, and they aren't getting yelled at, screamed at, preached at, nagged at anymore. It's just like you you take the leadership as Good. a parent, Good. or as older siblings. You know. Anyway. Yep. Good one. And then uh, tip number six: in the bathroom. Wipe down your sink and vanity after every use. Just something simple to do, but we don't usually think of it because usually we're in a hurry to get in and out. But uh, yeah, just take a minute, wipe it down. Especially after you brush your teeth and things like that. Who, you know, Ooh, it's yeah. gross. You walk into a bathroom, and there's all this stuff in there. It's just not okay. Yeah. So just, you know, make sure you wash up your sink after you're done brushing your teeth okay number seven sanitize the bathtub and shower after each use that shows you care about the next person that will be using it don't wait until company is on the way to clean your toilet (laughs) and remember to close the lid that helps keep the sewer germs where they belong yes tip number eight after you use an item when you are finished with it Put it back where it goes. Do not lay it down on the floor or set it on the counter thinking, I don't have time to put this back right now. I'll do it later. If everyone does this, it's no great burden on any one person. Once again, it's not mom's job to do all those things. It's the whole family. We yeah. all take ownership together. I think one that one of the things that is, is very easy to do and that is you go into the kitchen you have something to drink and you leave the cup on the counter and you can actually just take a drink and put the cup in the dishwasher or wash it and put it back or just you know but don't just because it could i mean after the day if there's seven people in your home and seven times you go to the kitchen to get drinks you're going to have a big pile of dishes sitting around yeah one little trick I use is I just have one container for the whole day, like my little water jug, my little water thermos. Mm-hmm. I just take it wherever I go yep. and sip out of that so I'm not constantly using cups. But I still use the cups when I come in the kitchen. I don't have my water jug with me. Mm-hmm. I still take the cup out and leave it on the counter and have to put it back later. So I got some showing up to do in that area. But we'll get there. By the way, Meg and I are not perfect parents. We don't ever do we don't do everything perfectly. Our home's not completely perfect all the time, but but we've learned some things along the way, and there are yeah. some things that we do well, and other things we're still in process. Of, right. So. Number nine. But talking about laundry, 
Wash and dry your clothes by color. Don't allow clothes to pile up on the floor in your bedroom or other places in your house. Put them in laundry baskets. Never in a pile on the floor. Then begin a wash load as soon as possible. So I think, you know, this is really important because sometimes we'll just take a wet towel that we've used that morning and we'll just put it on the floor. And then we'll take another wet towel and put it on the floor. And that will cause um, mold spores to start growing in your carpets. And you really don't want that. So um, it's more than just keeping a clean house. It's also healthy for you to use a laundry basket. And um, anyway, and then washing and drying by color is super important because you could end up dyeing other people's clothes. you know, our washing machines these days, are, we're so blessed to have all these different kinds of cycles that you can use, baby clothes and delicates and drying, you know, fine, fine washables. So um, make sure you're using those settings so you're not destroying somebody's clothes. And maybe as your kids get older, they're buying their own clothes, they can start washing their own laundry when they're, you know, high school, junior high, high school. It's not a bad thing to start teaching your kids because if something gets ruined, uh, you want them to be able to learn to be responsible for their belongings and steward what they own, and it makes them appreciate them much more. Very good. Yeah. And then tip number 10, this is a biggie, and uh, <laughs> but uh, this is this is it, what we do. Uh, if you were not able to get your dishes done you know, right after a meal, then at least before you go to bed, be sure the dishes are done at that point and the kitchen is clean uh, so you're not waking up the next morning going oh dishes well you should wake up the next morning going hey dishes are all done kitchen's clean now I can start making breakfast it's just less stressful that way so just conclude a day by having the at least the kitchen completely under control it's clean it's ready to go besides it's it's more sanitary that way all right, so that concludes the tips. And now, uh, once again, let's talk about the details. We haven't walked you through the process. We've given you ideas and things to consider. But to get the details on how to actually do this comes from the home organization article that we talked about at the beginning. Here it is again. Uh, on your computer, go to stewardshipandromance.com slash home-organization. stewardshipandromance.com slash home dash organization and you'll find that in your show notes if you're on the road and you've you've got a mobile app uh, that uh, shows you the notes for a podcast just scroll down to those notes and there they'll be uh, so in that article you're going to find a week-by-week schedule that will help you declutter clean and arrange your house one step at a time so we're just going to walk you through it and so all it's going to cost you is a dollar and your supplies, of course. But beyond your supplies, to get the information is a dollar for registration. And actually, that that dollar, you might think like, a dollar? That's just a dollar? A dollar, a dollar. What is that worth? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a token amount. But it, it does help uh, that you would do that. And it helps our ministry. Imagine lots of people 
paid the dollar. That that would help propel this ministry. So you're helping us with this ministry mm-hmm. with that. And but you're also helping yourself because in in making that one transaction, it's it's a step of faith for you. So it is it's helpful for you too. And the checklist is super helpful. I mean, it's just all laid out for you. Yes. Like check, 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 check. You can just go yes. through a room and do this, do that, do this, and it's That's done. Right. You don't have to think. What do I do? How do I do this? Yeah. So that one dollar registration through PayPal. You'll need a PayPal account, by the way, to do this. But um, the way you do it is go to stewardshipandromance dot com slash register, and you'll see that link in your notes. Um, and what that's going to do is it's going to give you three things. One is complete access to the directions for your home organization process. Two, it's going to give you access to the checklist that you need to track your progress. And third thing is it's going to give you unlimited access to all of season one, which has, has got a number of articles on a lot of different topics that you can use whether you're married or unmarried. It doesn't really matter. They're topics that are applied to everyone. Uh, there's there's podcast episodes. There's articles that we've written that are not even in the podcast. And there's resources there so you can drill down deeper in each topic and uh, get those resources into your home. They're resources we've actually used ourselves and gotten a lot of benefit out of. You were going to say, Mick? Well, one of them is um, how to prepare for marriage. Three three ways to prepare for marriage. Yeah, that's episode one, number that's one. That's number one. So that one, you, want, you don't want to miss that one. That's a really good one. It's very simple, but very practical. Yes. Very. Okay. And then... Oh, once you do register, uh, you're not stuck if you ever want to to um, uh, end it at some point. Just go to the My Account link. You'll have your own username, password, and you can manage that account all you want right there. So let's give you a quick call to action. At the end of every episode, we want to give a call to action and just kind of, uh, this is like a quick review of things so we can get focused. First is register by going to stewardshipandromance.com slash register. Uh, next, follow the directions on the home organization article, which is stewardshipandromance.com slash home dash organization. And that's what you refer to you to refer to as you're doing your work. Download the home organization checklist, which is included in that article. Next, home of hold a family meeting to discuss your plans, which we talked about at the beginning. Emphasize to your family that we are a team. Mm -hmm. Make sure your family members know what their part is. Everybody's got a role to play, even the little ones, even the ones that are just learning to walk. They can do a little something. In fact, the thing about raising kids is this. Here's our our big tip of the day, is the earlier you start, the better. Mm -hmm. If you wait too late, then they get used to that being their norm, and then it's very hard to train them and get them back uh, or get them into what they should be doing because they're used to doing something other than what they should be doing. So Mm -hmm. earlier is better. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, next is once you bring the house into order and have maintained it for several weeks, celebrate celebrate good yes celebrate your success that's really important that that's good for you and your whole family if you celebrate then it just takes it down it takes it into a heart level and it makes this association when we do these things together and we get these projects done good things happen to us and I really, really enjoy it. There's, um, there's good associations and bad associations. So make a good one by 
celebrating with your family after you have accomplished something. And like Meg said earlier, is feel free to email us photos of what you've done to organize your home. Give us those before and after photos, and that would be wonderful to see. Um, and to do that, just go to stuartchipandromance.com slash contact. And that's where you can send us anything you want. You can send us prayers. You can send us mm-hmm. your stories, how you met one another. You can send us questions. You can send us pictures. We just like to hear from people. We'd love to hear from you. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. Send us anything that you like. Your and before we, and after pictures yes. would be awesome to see. Yes. We'd, we'd love to just to have friends that are all over the world. So please use it. Um, now we just want to pray for you as you go about your day. So Lord, we just ask right now for those that are listening that you would bring them encouragement, encouragement for the process. Help them not to be discouraged and, and have uh, negative thinking, but I pray that all the, all the negatives would be turned in a positive direction right now. And we pray for wisdom for every step of the process. You know, in James it says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask and you will give liberally. So we're praying that you would give them liberal wisdom, lots, lots of wisdom for every step of the process. And remind them, Lord, that you, they are not alone, that you are walking through the process with them. And help them to work together. We pray for teamwork with their family, that every member would sense what their responsibility is and there'd be a working together and a, and a love and a fellowship in their family. And we just declare victory now for every family in Jesus' name. Amen. So this concludes Episode 9 on Home Organization. If you're listening while you're driving right now, no worries. When you stop, go to the show notes for this episode in your app, and there you'll find everything you need. You'll find that article we talked about on Home Organization. You'll find the Home Organization checklist. uh, And you'll find lots of links in that article Uh, towards um, supplies that you need for organizing. And don't forget to register. Once you've registered, feel free to ask questions through our contact page or introduce yourself. And then we have another special thing that you can do. We have a voicemail number set up. We won't be answering the phone, but we will be collecting uh, your voicemail that we can enjoy. And you can spend up to three minutes talking. You can just talk about how you've been doing lately, how things are going uh, as a married couple, how's it going in your family, anything that you want to say, um, up to three minutes. And we'd really appreciate hearing those. All right, let's do our motto again. Our motto is based on John 14, 26. It's called, It's by the Holy Spirit, I Can Do It. Let's say it together. One, two, three. By By the the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit, I I Can can Do do it. It. Stewardship and Romance, where God writes your love Love story. story.